Hello and welcome to another Eurogamer newscast and this week it's all about Gamescom 2022 which kicked off last night with the opening night live ceremony and roughly two hours worth of announcements and trailers and lots of CGI and a Pokemon car and uh, Hideo Kojima talking about his podcast. Uh, if you missed all of that or maybe you want to hear our thoughts on it, um, we're here to guide you through the best of last night. With me as ever, it's the trusty Eurogamer news reporting team. It's Ed Nightingale. Hello. Victoria Kennedy. Hello. Divnan. Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. Last night, uh, I wouldn't say it was a classic Gamescom opening night live ceremony, but uh, in a year where we're not expecting a huge amount for games coming out, in the next few months, we, we got some nice surprises. And I think we all found some bits and pieces in the show that uh, we were looking forward to. Looking at you, Victoria, Monkey Island. Monkey Island. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, to be honest, we don't need to talk about anything else. If you guys are happy, we can just talk about Monkey Island for half an hour. You we can could. talk about Monkey Island for half an hour. I could talk about Monkey Island for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need to talk about everything in the show. Last night, there was some. Um, stuff that's fairly forgettable in some cases, but uh, some stuff worth shouting out and, and also some, some odd things worth discussing. Speaking of odd things, um, so the show kicked off with Everywhere, which is the new game from the developer set up by Grand Theft Auto's producer, Leslie Benzies. And there was about a five, ten minute segment on this. It was fairly lengthy. There was a trailer and then an interview on stage, and I have no idea what this game is about. Ed, did you get any closer to working out what this was today or, or last night? Absolutely not. Um, well, I will just say that the developer is called Builder Rocket Boy, which just makes me think of Elbow whenever I hear that name. I just have that song going around in my head. Um, so that's still oh, there. I get and Rocket that... Man in my head. Okay. I also do. See, I have more of that than I do. <laughs> more of that than I do actual knowledge of the game. I do not understand what this is. The trailer has sort of Fortnite style shooting, some racing, some space architecture, some potentially psychological horror. Um I presume it's some sort of Robloxy, multiversey, dreamsy, make your own gamesy kind of thing. <laughs> but it was a load of buzzwords for a long amount of time. And it's just not clear what 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 am I actually doing in this game? I do not know. Yeah, and if you're not able to talk about that, is that because you know you think that this game has got some grand revolutionary idea that if you say it now out loud, it will quickly get copied, or is it just that you don't want to say some of this stuff and you're trying to keep it back? And um, you know, there are job listings out there for crypto um stuff and we don't know if that is going to be in this game but without coming out and saying this is what it's going to look like this is how it's going to play there are questions and it was very difficult to know from last night showing what the deal was with this game so i i don't think there's a way to introduce it to people you know you can say a lot of buzzwords and show a flashy trailer but a lot was left unsaid and that makes me cautious about what this game might be very much. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, moving on, 
we got a look at June. Um, we knew that was in the works from Funcom, an open world survival MMO. The... I think on this one, they've deliberately made their main guy look a little bit like James McAvoy. Oh, I didn't think he was that. in a Dune thing, wasn't he? He was in a Dune thing, like at the start of his career. It is interesting that um, so they're partnering with the production company behind the movies, and the design of it is very, very similar. So I think if you like the Dune movie with um, Timothy Chalamet, then they're obviously trying to get people in who like that. I, I think that's going to be their only real hook, though, because I don't think that. We need not. Well, I mean, I don't particularly play MMOs, but I don't think we really need another one. Like, it's going to have to depend on the sort of Dune sort of franchise being strong to get players in. I think. Yeah, I was interested in it, thinking this looks very pretty. I don't know Dune that well, but I did really enjoy the film from last year. And then I saw it was an MMO and thought, mm, I don't know if the brand is strong enough for an MMO. And truly, MMOs are like lots of different worlds, and isn't Dune just a big desert? <laughs> and June fans will now hate me for saying that, but I'd, I'd like more than just a desert and big worms. Maybe you get swallowed by the worms, and there's a whole other wor- uh, world inside there. Oh, mm-hmm. a little wormhole again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Let's move on before we say anything else. Um, we saw the DualSense Edge controller, which is Sony's Pro controller. Um, we didn't get a price or a release date, but we got a nice little teaser for it. I would imagine it's out in time for Christmas since it's being shown now from Sony. Um, I, I hate ask, to think how much it will cost. What is the point of this? I appreciate you can like change the buttons around, but wh- why? What's wrong with the controller as it is? It's for pros. Well, let's be honest. The DualShock is, or DualSense, I suppose, um, is not, it's better than the DualShock, but it's still not a particularly comfortable controller. So. How very dare. I mean, <laughs> you held an Xbox controller, controller recently. <laughs> it's an improvement, but, you know, the thumbsticks are in the wrong place and, uh, and you know. It's it's for people who really who want to you know they they are pros on a particular game they want to isolate certain buttons um, you can switch certain buttons on and off you can reconfigure what certain buttons do and um, you can add the sort of paddles to the back so you get extra I mean there is an argument that this is good for accessibility but this isn't specifically designed as an accessibility controller as we've seen on Xbox. That's the so, thing, like, like you say, yeah, it's, I guess it's good to customize things for people who want that, but I would rather they invested in a proper accessibility controller rather than just tweaking their existing one. Like, do something radical, do something interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Sony seems to be keeping fairly shtum about this so far, so we'll get a bit more information, I think, as it comes closer to being put out there. And yeah, I'm really curious how much it costs the Xbox controller is not cheap next up we got the callisto protocol don't call it dead space um but it's the spiritual successor from the creator glenn schofield uh victoria you've been following the development of this and i think you wrote our story on this last night it looked pretty gory it did look very gory i um this is the thing i you know so i i was talking with you guys in the chat obviously and as soon as i saw that like rotor blade 
situation happened in the middle, I was like, well, something's going to go into that. We know that. You called that. I did call that. And I think anyone who had been following the game would have also made that call. The bit I didn't expect, though, was at the end of the, uh, like, space flume that he went down. I don't know if I can, can I say it on here, if people watch the trailer. Yeah, yeah. You guys know the bit I'm talking about, right, though? I wasn't, like, I yeah. was expecting him to get mashed up in the fan, but I wasn't expecting it to, like, drag him up to the ceiling and then get him fully severed in half. That was... Yes, that was that. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this game. I think the the fact that we saw the sort of mutation uh, enemies is really interesting and the fact that the way they were like reforming and things and the fact that they also seem to be like they could literally come from <clears throat> anywhere. I, th I think that'll be, yeah, I think it's going to be fun mm. and terrifying. has been doing mutations for years. Mm. Catch up. Cut Look at that eye roll. Oh. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that one. It doesn't look like it's going. To... Sorry, Liv. I was just going to say that I'm quite curious to see how 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 well this does and how well the Dead Space remake does. So it'll be kind of interesting, I think, to see. Yeah, I wonder if it'll divide the camp. Mm. What do you think? Is the brand power of Dead Space going to win through, or is there not much brand? power to dead space these days it's been a little while mm. it was a remake though if people have played dead space will they want to play it again i mean i suppose we'd ask that for any game that gets remade but yes i do <laughs> <laughs> okay there you go asked and answered very good well I, th I guess it's gonna try and salvage dead space a little bit because obviously dead space 3 was a bit of a train wreck with dlc and all that stuff that kind of people weren't very pleased with um and yeah I've, dead space like the original is like a really good game a lot of people would play it again like you you saw that with like resident evil remakes so i don't I'll, I'll be very interested to see whether it does better than callisto protocol i mean the fact that the dead space uh, Dead Space remake. There's already a foundation there of a good game. They're just making it pretty, which is for a lot of people fine. And then you've got Callisto Protocol, where they're having to rebuild the foundation in the wake of Dead Space, and all they seem to be doing is making it a bit gorier. They have mm. also changed your health bar. It now goes in a different direction. Wow, <laughs> revolutionary work there. Yeah, it's, it's difficult though, isn't it? Because you've got you've got foundation that you already worked on but you can't use that anymore and you've got to try and make something that's kind of from that but not the same and you especially can't do it too similar because there's a remake of that of that foundation coming out i mean there's also so, a myriad of other space horror games coming out as well like we're, we're in the year of space horror it's so much well, space next year so many space out. games well sorry like oh sorry yeah <laughs> Um, like space horror is obviously having quite the renaissance. It is, and it's funny that Glenn Schofield is coming back with a Dead Space game at the same time that his old publisher EA is remaking his old Dead Space game. Yeah, um, both of those look rock fun. We also saw Tales from the Borderlands. Um, we also saw Randy Pitchford's Yellow Trousers. Hmm. I don't know if they were themed alongside like the yellow of the Borderlands logo, but uh, very on brand. One of those things looked good. And then there was Randy Pitchford. 
we got a look at Sonic Frontiers. Um, this is one of the uh, one of the things that leaked yesterday before the show itself. And poor Jeff Keeley, the presenter, had to sort of just say, "Well, here's the confirmation of the release date that you could read about on Eurogamer and elsewhere uh, since earlier in the day." Ed, uh, as our resident Sonic the Hedgehog slash Amy Rose fan, uh, why did this catch your eye? Just our resident Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, I, I wouldn't say Amy Rose fan. Um, I did notice that she's back. Um, so, yeah, it looks like she's been kidnapped and you'll have to save her. So that looks like a big part of the story. Um, this new trailer is a story trailer. So they're trying to sort of explain what this new world is, who the robots are. There's a cute little companion sort of robot stone thing. There's also a very creepy looking child robot who looks to be the sort of antagonist. Um, some very strange things going on. I'm still quite excited about it. I don't think anyone else is, <laughs> or at least amongst amongst us. Do you think yesterday's trailer will have, like, do, does that look better than what we've seen before? Do you think? I think so, yeah. I think... Like, when when the footage first came out, there was a big debate about how good it looked and lots of fans were complaining, saying, oh, it needs more time. And I think since then, and that was only a couple of months ago, since then they've released more and more trailers that do seem to be a lot more polished. So I don't know if that version of the game was just particularly early and they've already done lots of work on it or if they're now suddenly doing lots more work. But I do feel like every time it's being seen, it seems to be improving. So I am genuinely excited to play it. I mean, you know, I was a big Sonic fan as a kid, so any Sonic uh, any Sonic game I am looking forward to playing, but I do genuinely think this has this has potential. As someone who didn't grow up with Sonic, I grew up with Mario instead. Amy is Amy Rose Princess Peach. Um kind of. Uh she was introduced in Sonic CD, I believe. Um, and it's kind of Sonic's girlfriend, but it's it's very it's complicated. That's their Facebook <laughs> a little bit. Well, it's kind of she's more into him than he's into her because he's too busy running, um, and 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 running quick, and she's chasing after him a lot. She just can't keep up. Um, she's got to go fast. Yeah. She's a rabbit, right? No, she's a hedgehog as well. Oh right, okay. Is there what a part? rabbit? What part of her that looks is, like a rabbit to you? Rabbit. <laughs> a sorry, sorry, I had a big fun. <laughs> cream the rabbit, I believe. Hang on, I need to look that up now. Before I assume else... we're using that as a, not a verb. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it is cream the rabbit. What, what part of Amy made you think that she's a rabbit, though? I really don't know the character. I just, I think I had a, I had an image in my head of a female Sonic character and it was a rabbit, but that must be <laughs> Cream the Rabbit. Yeah. I don't, I haven't heard of Cream the Rabbit though. I'm, I think I'm we should all stop saying Cream the Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> stop saying what? Cream the Rabbit? This is the quality content people come to Eurogamer for. Oh, oh so... wow. Wikipedia has Cream the Rabbit and Cheese. Okay. I'll leave, I'll, I'll, and discussion on that over there's a there's a character called cheese okay no. con, con discussion carries on <laughs> victoria tells a monkey islands oh, or return, return to monkey islands i know i'm so excited and i love the fact that like, I, this made me snort laugh the fact that you get the free horse armor 
which, unless I'm mistaken, are they taking a, um, like a slight dig at Skyrim? Sky, Skyrim, Skyrim? Because Oblivion. did they not have Oblivion yeah. as it? Was that? Yeah, so I did get that. I thought that was hilarious that you're going to have this absolutely useless little bit of tat in your inventory if you pre-order. And I love that they're owning it. <laughs> are you pre-ordering Return to Monkey Island? I may have pre-ordered Return to Monkey Island already <laughs> for my Switch. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. I was so slightly disappointed we didn't get more gameplay last night, but I'm mm. thrilled that we have a release date and the release date is less than a month away. So, I guess the difficulty with gameplay is it is basically all spoilers. You know, if you show people completing puzzles, then True. that sort of kind of spoils the game a little bit. But the environments look nice. I really love the art style. You you do as well, right, Victoria? I do, yeah. I mean, I think I was probably in the same boat as a lot of other people at the start when it was a little bit like, oh, that's quite the change. But then when you look back at other Monkey Island games, you know, they have changed throughout the series anyway. So it's not like there was a one set Monkey Island style and then this has suddenly gone and done a massive career directional change. Um, but I, I like it. Like, it looks happy and colourful and joyful. And to be honest, I could do with more of that in my life right now. So I'm here for it. Also, what were people wanting for the art style? Were they, you know, the, the purists? Were they looking for the MS-DOS yeah, like, like versions of these characters versions. without any voice acting? People don't really realise it, but as you say, the, the art style has changed so many times. And, um, you know, it never used to have Dominic Armanto as the um, yeah. Guybrush voice actor, and everyone was delighted when... He came back and was like, oh, there's Murray the Skull, which Ron Gilbert has just decided to bring back, even though he wasn't in Ron Gilbert's Monkey Island 1 or 2. I mean, Murray's a very strong addition to the series. I love Murray. So, Agreed. Yeah, no, I, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. And it just looks like a nice, fun game. And I'm here for that. One game that I wasn't expecting to catch my eye but did was Moonbreaker which is um, the next game from Subnautica Maker Unknown Worlds. It's got a bunch of lore attached to it from Brandon Sanderson, who wrote um, a bunch of books and, and finished The Wheel of Time, um, very established fantasy writer. But the reason I... I don't paint miniatures, um, but I know people who do. And it just... It was a really interesting idea, I thought, that they are going to have these miniatures. You play with like a sort of digital tabletop game and you're able to paint and create like the finish for them yourselves. Which I thought, why hasn't anyone done this before? But it's such a... Maybe they have. I just don't realise it. But... James Bond nerd and me keeps calling it Moonraker and I need to get out of that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, genuinely interested in, in that one. Keeping an eye on it. Um, what else did we have? We saw an awful lot last night. Um, Liza P. Liza P. Ed, take it away. Well, that's P the letter, not P, P double E, because that'll be a very different <laughs> game. Um, the P, I, I presume, stands for Pinocchio. Um, and this is a sort of Soulsborne-y kind of game where you're playing as Pinocchio with a lot of combat. It looks very Bloodborne-esque. Um, Pinocchio grew up in violence. Yeah, very much so. But I, I genuinely like the style of it. I like the sound of it. It's that sort of twisted fairy tale kind of vibe, um, which I, I really like the sound of. Um, 
and it's coming to Game Pass, even though yesterday it won the award for best PlayStation game. So who knows what that was about? Um, <laughs> I wasn't impressed by those awards, and that's putting no. it lightly. I think that was just marketing spin of whoever paid for it. <laughs> it was a weird I mean, inclusion. We cannot confirm or delight, deny that, you have to say. but yeah. To be fair, though, I think it's a great me. game for Game Pass, though. It's the kind of game where I think, okay, that's a... Uh, as as a fan of like Souls games, that's the kind of game that I'd love to give a go to, but maybe wouldn't want to pay full price for um, if it, if I was a bit unsure about it. But with it being on Game Pass, I will absolutely give that a go and, and play through it. So I think that's a great addition for Xbox. Have we been told any more about how much of the Pinocchio sort of law they're taking into the game? Not really. No, I mean it looked like. There was his dad, right, and there's Pinocchio. But I, my my take on it, and I think a lot of people said the same, was that this is sort of them doing a kind of Alice Madness Returns style take on Pinocchio, where there are certain elements, but it's very much its own its own thing. And all these elements are in the public domain, so they can do whatever they want with them. The only thing I did read was that the more the Pinocchio lies, the more human he becomes. And then I'm curious because then I noticed that in the gameplay he was using his arm as a weapon in its own right. And so I'm wondering how, if like as he goes along and lies more, he'll lose the arm but gain some other weaponry. Hmm. Maybe that's customization. You can choose how human or puppety you want to be. Yeah. It also makes me wonder does he start the game like a little marionette? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, how, how far along up. was that footage? <laughs> Like he starts off Disney and ends up Bloodborne. Like this is that's something that I've also been thinking about because to me, like knowing that it's meant to be Pinocchio and seeing like a human person just is kind of weird. And I, I kind of would have rather they sort of did, went for like the wooden marionette puppet as the character design. So I think it would actually be really cool if he started out like that and then like transformed into human. Mm. I should say I got that from my very brief reading on that yesterday. So um, obviously we will, I'm sure, hear more about it the closer to the release. Speaking of releases, uh, we had one that unusually moved forwards last night. Um, mm. Gotham Knights is now October 21st. Uh, why do we reckon it's actually moved forward by four days? Payday? No, the games. Payday. Other games. <laughs> Payday, the game, or the day that oh. <laughs> the day that people get paid. Sorry, that was an internal thought that I vocalised. Uh, just looking of... at your calendar. <laughs> when do we get paid, Tom? Uh, you get paid? You don't? Do we? <laughs> Sorry, guys. When does that happen? <laughs> um, yeah, it's to do. Well, we have assumed or. It's to do with Call of Duty. Yes, no, is that the right game? Yeah, Modern Warfare 2 is out um, October 28th. And I think this was going to be out October 24th. And it's now the 21st. So instead of coming out early in the week of Call of Duty, it's now a week before Call of Duty, which is probably a good thing. Do you Gotham think that Knights. fandom, though, do you think sort of like DC superhero fandom and Call of Duty fandom would have a crossover, though? Like, 
Do you think there are people that would, I suppose it's going to be like that. I can't remember the name of those graphs that have that crossover in the middle. I think the Venn diagram between Batman and Call of Duty will have some crossover. Not that Batman is in this game, really. I think, but yeah, like how much do these people kind of intersect to some extent? Yeah. Um, And also people only have so much money, especially this year, to spend on video games. Mm. Most people spend money on, if they're buying a full price box game, maybe two two a year, three. So... If you can get in first before Call of Duty, you might get some more sales out of it. And four days, I mean, by that point, the boxes will already be at retailers or um, being shipped around the world. So if you can get away with it, it's probably a smart thing to do. I've seen there have been rumours that lots of games are moving their release dates because they want to clash with God of War. Except Sonic. Yeah, he's confident yeah. in his blue power. <laughs> oh yeah, I know it's what I'm buying. <laughs> the answer's both. I was going to say, both. Uh, Ed, you like the look of Where Winds Meet, which was um, from a new Chinese developer. Yes, uh, called Everstone. Um, Yeah, this looks really cool. It's set in um, ancient China. It's a kind of action RPG open world. People are kind of comparing it to Ghost of Tsushima and Assassin's Creed. it looks like there's a big role-playing element of it. There's a job system, so you can choose to be some sort of job within ancient China, be it a doctor or a wanderer or whatever else, and you can have different abilities that will then affect the storyline and your role within the world. Um, what really stood out to me was the combat, um, which has a lot of sort of wuxia influences in it. So there's lots of running on water and floating in the air and running up walls um, and some really cool combat with different sword fighting and different other weapons so um and a really really beautiful setting um mm. lots of bamboo forests and, and sort of typical uh medieval chinese elements I do love that sort um, of thing. but it's yeah it looks tiger. like it's very much and that yeah. very much that and i i love that style i think this looks like it could be really really well done so that's definitely one to look out for you look good uh after that we got hideo kojima and I, I have to think, well, I certainly was. <laughs> oh, I want to see a gif of you doing that. Ed. Um... That was clap. That was clapping for anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I mean, there's, there's several things that you could have talked about. Um, Liv, what were you expecting when Hideo Kojima popped up on the screen? Were you, were you thinking he was going to talk about a specific thing? And were you expecting what he eventually did talk about? I wasn't expecting a podcast, but I also wasn't really expecting anything in particular because it's Hideo Kojima. <laughs> um, I, 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 when I figured he would pop up at some point because he's obviously very close to Jack Keighley, um, but I, I just, whenever he's there, I, just anything's off the table, I guess, in my opinion. I was wondering if we're going to hear more about his Xbox collaboration, but I suppose Xbox will be saving that for their own stream in the future. Hmm. See, I presumed it was going to be, oh, Death Stranding's on PC. You already knew that, but it's out now. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would have I been presumed more, he would more just, sense. He would have literally just said that. So you're saying that Kojima's podcast announcement actually surpassed your very low expectations? I don't know if surpassed them. Surprised <laughs> me, maybe, but I don't think it surpassed them. 
so yeah, you can go see or listen to Kojima on Spotify now. Um, we didn't get any information about his Xbox game, uh, which supposedly he's working on um, to do with xCloud. And we didn't get anything on Death Stranding 2, which um, Naughty uh, Open... Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, that's his name. Um, yeah. Mentioned earlier this year. So, Are you all rushing to listen to the podcast? Well, I mean, it was quite late when we finished last night, so... Just I found of... time to pre-order Monkey Island, and then that was me done for the day, so... Your last little bit of energy. <laughs> yeah, it went to Kyber Street, but I'm sorry, Kojima. <laughs> I went to go look at Destiny skins in Fortnite. I mean, it did also make me laugh that I think one of the guests is Jeff Keighley, so it's just the two of them patting each other on the back in their own show. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Keighley popped up in Death Stranding, so why not yeah. pop up in the podcast? Sorry, picturing him like a whack-a-mole now. It's popping up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he does on a very regular basis. We've got him three times a year now. It's Gamescom, Game Awards, <laughs> and then um, Summer Game Fest. Whatever Kojima's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the Kojima podcast series. Good. Um, we saw a Pokemon car, which, I mean... Because, of course. At this point, I was just sort of, you know, all bets are off as to what Jeff Keighley's going to awkwardly promote next. Um, this is a mini car that seemed to have, like, some Pokemon software that was shown on its screen that, you know, basically just an animation of Pikachu pops up. It looked quite similar to, like, there's there's a little thing you can set for your smartwatch where Pikachu pops up. It looked the same as that. And somehow they squeezed um, a five-minute segment out of it where they talked to the designer of mini cars and Jeff Keighley said, I'll ask you about your favorite Pokemon in a minute. And then he didn't. And the designer just talked to Jeff Keighley about how minis are a car that personifies play and Minnie is actually a character and Pikachu is a character and therefore this brand deal made a lot of sense to us. I don't know if this is just a sign that I'm now over 30, but I feel that cars should not be considered a plaything. They are, um, I don't know. I find that a very odd concept to put things that are going to distract you into a vehicle that you're in control of. But to each that their is own. fair enough. Yeah. Unless there's an actual Pikachu inside it. I'm not interested. That would Do you think it'll read like Pikachu sat now? Do you think it'll be Pikachu telling to turn left? Pika! 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 What way? Pika! Let's go right over the roundabout. Pikachu said turn left. Yeah, I did. The thing that I did like in the beginning of the five minute segment we got on this car was the designer guy telling Jeff about how Gamescon is such an amazing trade fair for games and it's such a big part of popular culture and Jackie was like hmm tell me more yes yes tell me about this thing that I'm the face of there's so many things that he like people come on and they're like Jeff what you do for games and he's like yes yes I do (laughs) I'm, I'm so happy to be here sure 
We should do a Game Awards drinking game. Next what, time. Drink every time Jeff Keighley comes on screen. There's a brand deal. What else could we have? I'm so happy to be here. Yep. Hideo Kojima mm-hmm. pops up. <laughs> oh, that's down your drink entirely. <laughs> Because you okay, know it's happening, and you know it's going to be the climax bingo. at the end. <laughs> oh, the Game Awards bingo. We'll do that. <laughs> Space Horror Climax. Game. Take a shot. Oh, Tom. <laughs> last night was um, Dead Island 2. Jeff's Climax last night was Dead Island 2. Uh, it wrapped up the show. And uh, it was a very um, messy, gory return for this this we've been waiting for this game for what feels like a decade now it's being made made in the uk by damn buster studios um and we got first we got the cinematic trailer and then we got some gameplay as well I what do we all think gameplay for that one i think the pretty previous bits have been very light on gameplay so i like that we did get some dead island gameplay yeah yeah it actually feels like a thing that's coming soon yeah. which is Good because it is indeed coming soon. It's coming out in February. February. Mm. But yeah, uh, what did you guys think of Dead Island? It was arguably the biggest game there last night. I have think... never played a Dead Island game. I have no knowledge or interest of this at all. I think Tommy described it earlier this morning as GTA Five with zombies, which just sounds like the most basic cliched game I could imagine. <laughs> Well, I that was sort of more to do with the setting, um, which the internet and myself are a little confused about the fact that it's set in LA and LA is not an island. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I I think it's the setting makes sense because you are doing an open world game in a city that is this, also the setting basically of most profitable open world game of all time gta 5 and you're adding zombies in there too so you're there were definitely moments in that trailer last night i was like this could be uh like a gta 5 screenshot and i think the humor was you know quite similar as well so the pitch to me looking at that trailer is here's a funny silly open world that's based on la Plus, it's got zombies in as well, so it's like GTA Five plus zombies. We one didn't get I... a huge amount about how the games would work. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I was going to say one thing I did like is it did feel that like it was an, enough to set it apart from other zombie things out there at the moment. Like we saw a little bit of um, so the Dying Light DLC we got to see a bit, a bit of earlier on in the show, and you know even though there were two kind of zombie, chaotic brawling slicing dicing games they were i think different enough to set them apart from each other so i do think dead island 2 has got that going for it at the moment Liv, what did you think are you interested in dead island 2 at all you've played dying light or dead island 1 i played the first dying light um haven't played dying light 2 haven't played dead island before um and yeah it looks good, but I guess I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm just a bit jaded. But I was just it just kind of looked sort of like a AAA game to me. <laughs> it just to me it seemed quite standardish for kind of you know an open world zombie beat 'em up. 
but that's just personal opinion. What was everyone's highlights from the show? I think I might be able to guess Victoria's. What was yours, Victoria? Well, I, I kind of now feel I should go and give you a massive curveball, but it was the return to Monkey Island for me. Uh, again, even though, like I said, I was a bit disappointed we didn't see gameplay, just that game gives me joy, and that's that's great. That's but then fair. I did also like other things. Like I, I, I'm looking forward to the Costa Protocol. There was nothing in there that I found particularly, like nothing there that I saw that I wasn't expecting to see that took me by surprise. So it was things that I knew were coming that I'm still excited about. Hmm. Liv, what excited you most about all oh, that was shown last night? For me, it was it was probably a toss up between well, Callisto Protocol and Where Winds Meet. I think Where Winds Meet looks really, really interesting. It does. I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Ed, how about you? Yeah, Where Winds Meet for me as well. Um, I think just partly, I think it looks great, but also it's one of the few games which, which was a genuinely new announcement. Um, of something that we haven't seen before. Um, I am also excited about Sonic, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I will also shout out as well um, Weird Song, which was just a very quick mini trailer. Um, but the team behind that is loads of people from, I think, Bethesda and Obsidian and like amazing RPG pedigree behind that. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, a very sort of dark, twisted um, uh, role-playing game, fantasy game. Um, it's about um, the, I think it's Knights of the Templar, I might have got that wrong, but it's set mm. in sort of medieval Portugal. Um, Bertie's done a really great piece on that, um, which I, they barely showed anything about the game, but just from the idea of it and the people behind it, I think that's got a lot of potential. Yeah, that um, interview from Bertie is up on the site now and very worth watching or reading. Um, it's an intriguing game. What was yours, Tom? I liked the look of Moonbreaker. I thought that was a nice surprise. I wasn't expecting that. Genuinely new um, game announcement. I quite liked Atlas Fallen. We got, um, I blinked and missed the gameplay, but there was some. There was about five seconds of it right at the end of the trailer. This is the new Deck 13 interactive game. They made The Surge. Um, it's set on a desert planet and it's a fantasy action RPG. Um, yeah, that looked cool. And, uh, what was the other thing? I think, uh, well, anything but the Pokemon car. <laughs> so the podcast then? Yeah, there you go. The podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, there was so much last night. There was something else. It will come to me. Um, Yeah. Callisto Protocol. Yeah, I'm I'm still interested to see what Glenn Schofield does with that. Okay. Um, we, we often do this. Uh, if we had to review last night's Gamescom opening night live with the Eurogamer review scale, uh, what what would you all give it? No Not score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I would agree. Yeah. There were some nice games there, weren't there? But as, a, as a, an award show overall, not hugely surprising. Um, I think, I mean, actually, I was surprised that Sony did the controller announcement there because so many companies this year are just not at Gamescom. Um, you'll be able to read our Gamescom coverage um, 
we've got uh we you know we're at the show we're not at the show but Eurogamer is at the show um but in terms of what is actually on the show floor this year <clears throat> it's very very minimal and uh i think you did see that a bit in the in the um, stream last night too but we got sonic we got monkey island um it wasn't the end of the world I'm hopeful for more Monkey Island reveals soon with a little bit more like about their hint system and things because it's now, what, just over three weeks until it releases and there's still a few questions ahead of its release, so... Well, it's not long yeah. to wait for answers then, is it? I know, Ed, I'm so <laughs> excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, that, w that was our take on Gamescom. Um, and the coverage will continue on Eurogamer this week. Thank you if you've watched, listened to us so far. It's much appreciated. Um, Liv, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at JustCastHoly. Victoria? I'm LittleChopShopGal. And Ed? At Ed underscore Knights. I'm at TomPhillipsCG. Thank you again for watching. We'll catch you next time. Bye for now. See you next Bye. Week. Bye.